Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the Baby Bowl, week number 11 edition on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I'm Wes Easley, one of your hosts at Loafinet on Twitter. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore over on Twitter as well, if it still exists. I don't know. I don't know. It may not exist any longer after the recording. Maybe you'll have to go over to MySpaces or we aren't on Facebook or I don't know what to do after this. Uh, but the other guy who I'm sure will find a way to get all of this content out over there into the world somehow, some way because he has a lot of great fantasy football content that comes out each and every week. It is Rob Norton, the daddy of the baby bowl himself, at Norton0723 for now on Twitter. How are you? Or not, <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Elon Musk seems to be doing fine, too. He's he's really toying yeah. around with a lot of people. I don't know if you keep up with that. I, I, I try not to keep up with it, but it's just around the circles that I'm running in and the political world and all that stuff over on my Lofinet account. And, and Elon Musk is a name for a, to- a hot topic. And every day yeah. he changes something for himself, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's It was interesting. Yesterday, I didn't realize what was really going on. And then um, in the Baby Bowl chat, I think it was Lupe. Can't cantaloupe. Uh, he uh, yeah, Jordan. He uh, he said so, he made a comment like it was during during the Thursday night game, and he made a comment like if this is if this is it, then um, it was it's been it's been a pleasure, you guys, or something like that. And I was just thinking, I was like, what? And I and I was watching the game. I'm like, what did I miss in the game? What is going on in the game? That's like, what what is what is what is, what is happening? And then yeah, then I then I. Popped out of you the chat. World War Three was starting, didn't you? you I was, did. yeah, I didn't, I didn't know what. As it was crazy, I was just like, okay. And then I popped out of the chat and went to like just the, you know, the timeline, and I saw like five different things of, you know, if Twitter ends, you know, you can find us here, here, and here, and like oh, everyone's saying that. And I'm just like, what is going on? So I started looking into it more and seeing the the whole thing. So I kind of, kind of caught up on it now. So. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I kind of don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I just, no, it's not happening. Yeah. I just think Twitter's too big, but like, it's just, it's, 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 it's funny though. It's not. He he's just play. He's got a new toy. He's got a forty-four million dollar toy or billion dollar toy, however many zeros you want to put behind there. And he's got a new toy. And he's just playing around with it. And he's playing around with everybody. Every day he'll change his mind on something. But that we we're not here to talk about Elon Musk. We are here to talk about the baby bowl. And Rob, I got to remind everybody coming up very shortly. And you'll pin this on your tweet as soon as my fantasy league opens up the 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 availability for the baby bowl playoffs to be started here. You're gonna pin that tweet over there on your on your Twitter handle, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, I'll do it too on the Fantasy Impact Today Twitter handle, so we can have it there and there, and uh, probably the Lofinet account too. We'll just we'll just get it going here because what we've noticed, you and I have noticed, is that every year I'm not gonna say it doubles. You know, the entry entry list kind of doubles every single time a contest opens up, whether it's Baby Bowl regular season, Baby Bowl playoffs, Baby Bowl regular season. It just kind of it continues to grow every time, and it did double there for a little while. I don't think it quite doubled this go-around. Yeah, didn't quite double, but um, hopefully, I mean, obviously as it gets bigger, it's going to be harder to double, but hopefully we'll just keep seeing more and more growth as it goes. 
Yeah, and 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 this is this baby bowl is just as much everybody else's as it is yours. Mm-hmm. I don't have any part into it really at all. I, I can record. <laughs> no. I talk about it a lot, but uh, uh, you know, everybody else has got so much invested, and I do too because it's it's a fun little environment. We've gotten to know a lot of people, and one of the people that we came across a couple of years ago who was a champion, uh, at least not a you know regular season champion, but a weekly champion was Tough Mutter. Was was your buddy Polo? He, he wasn't able to come on with us this week and last minute kind of sickness kind of stuff going on there but at tough mutter 06 won last week and and you said you go way back with him right yeah it's funny um he grad we both went to the same uh school graduated from the same high school we both played on the uh basketball team together for a while um and uh he he was uh he graduated a year before me, and then uh, he. We even go back to the point where, and after I had first moved here um, to that school district, I uh, when we were re- when we were real young, his mom used to babysit us, so we would go over to his house. <laughs> so I knew him, you know, he knew him from back then, playing playing in the yard with him and everything. <laughs> That's funny. You were a tough mutter back then too, along with him. I think he gets gone. He's gone on to do the like the mudding contest. It looks like and stuff like that. He's got a lot of Instagram stuff over on his Twitter handle. Uh, he won last week though with one fifty nine. And and by the way, let's revisit what we were talking about. I believe the two weeks ago. Now we were joking a little bit that that the winner of week number nine maybe had the lowest total of a, for a, for a weekly champion that that's not the case though Juan science has that weekly the to, total of lowest score right i believe so yeah yeah I, I was gonna say it was i had to look, i was gonna try to look back and in, into the uh group chat and see which who i said but yeah there was there was a few of them that were lower than than that yeah yeah but last week tough mutter old polo put up uh justin fields and uh, gave him 40 baby bowl points. Justin Fields is on a tear, Rob. Can we expect this? Now, here's a, here's a question. I don't want to say rest of season because uh, I think we're looking forward to having this the rest of the season. But what about the projections for later on next season, possibly even for Justin Fields? I think what I saw, you everybody, all the analysts had the Bears as a pretty hot commodity going into this redraft year. You know, we all thought... Bigger things out of Fields, bigger things out of Mooney, bigger things out of Komet. And then the first three or four weeks, I think, in this new offense, and I'm not going to blame the players as much as I'm going to blame the coaches. I think they had the training wheels on the players. And then at some point, they took the training wheels off, and we were able to see this offense really start flourishing. So what do you think about Fields going into next redraft, Rob? Yeah, um, I I think I'm with you on that. I think that's what, what kind of happened. Um, I'm really high on Fields. Um, I was before. I mean, anytime you get a running quarterback, I'm I'm really really high on them. So um, it'll be interesting to see if they can give him some more weapons heading into the next year. It'd be nice uh, to help him develop more as a passer as well. Maybe the same way we saw Jalen Hurts get an AJ Brown. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna be especially if he keeps it up, especially even if he doesn't do well as a passer, but he keeps up the running aspect. I'm gonna be very very high on Fields next year. I guess I, as I asked when I finished up the question, I was trying to figure out a way to do it right because I was like, man, that's a long way to go. And in the NFL offseason nowadays, who in the world knows what's gonna end up happening? Yeah. You know, Justin Fields may get traded. Who know, who know? I, who know. <laughs> Nick Chubb, though, gave him 15 baby bowl points, and Pierce gave him 12 baby bowl points. C.D. Lamb, 
with 38 baby bowl points for his wide receiver, which is huge. And Christian Kirk with 32 baby bowl points. I, I, I love both of those. I'm a little skittish that Lamb's going to be able to repeat this week in and week out. But Rob, until an Odell Beckham comes into the fold there, if he does in Dallas, it, it looks like it's going to be C.D. Lamb's wide receiving core, and, and really there's no other contest. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, uh, I I really do love C.D. Lamb. Um, and um, so, yeah, I, I'm super, super high on C.D. Lamb. I, coming out last – or uh, two years ago or whatever, he uh, – I was, I was, he had, he was my top guy, um, even above Justin Jefferson, um, above Jerry Judy. Um, and so I was kind of surprised to see him not go as the first wide receiver in the class. And obviously Justin Jefferson has been far and away the best. Um, but, but Lamb, I mean, he, I think he's an elite guy. Yeah. Well, this is his first week though, to me, and I have him on some fantasy teams that he's really boomed you know what i mean like i mm-hmm. i i guess his biggest week before then seemed to be 20 it depends on what kind of league you're in of course but it seemed to be low 20s was his highest ceiling was the ceiling and then all of a sudden this 38 came out of nowhere or the 30s came out of nowhere i don't know that i can expect that again this season but I, I i'm happy with 20s but a lot of times it felt like he was down there in the teens you know yeah yeah it was a little bit underwhelming um and especially especially like when uh, Cooper Rush was in there, yeah. we kind of expected it to be a little bit worse. I mean, he did, he did honestly better than a lot of people expected with uh, Cooper Rush, but obviously the ceiling just on the offense as a whole wasn't, wasn't the same as it is with Dak. So yeah, um, he, he, he has been like a bit disappointing from what people have expected from him, I think. Um, and I think that's kind of where it, where it stems from because I think even end of the year, he settled in as like wide receiver six or wide receiver seven in that range. Uh, some people had him top four or five. Uh, so he has been like disappointing from, from that aspect, but, but yeah, I, I still do think, um, I'm pretty bullish on him. Yeah. And I thought last, at the end of last season, he kind of didn't finish with a big flurry either. So I was, mm-hmm. I was, I was like going, eh, same thing, same thing, but this is a good week for him and a good week to put him in your baby bowl lineup. Travis Kelsey gave you 20 baby, gave uh polo 20 baby bowl points. And then he had Claypool in there who only gave him two, only gave him two. I guess we got to get Claypool, the training wheels off of that uh, <laughs> offense as well there in Chicago. Maybe the people just need to let him go. Just need to let him go. <laughs> All right. But yeah. I think so. It's quite full. A total of 159 baby bowl points to finish on top of week number 10. In the future here, uh, the rest of the show, we're going to talk about week number 11. But before we do that, Rob, I know you got a leaderboard waiting for us. Yeah. So the overall standings at 10, we have at Britt Flynn with 1,179 points. At number nine, we have Juan Signs at KBD Cards. 1,185 points. At 8, Dan Gillis, 1,186 points. At 7, at Corey Easterday, 1,207 points. 6th place, uh, at Jay Crockett, 24, 1,207 points as well. At 5th, Jeff Milner at Geek underscore Mill, 1,224 points. He was a leader for a long time, drifting down to five. Come on, come on, Milner, let's go, let's go. As I say, he's 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 trying to hang tough in there. He's still top five, but yeah, like you said, he was leading for a while. 
fourth at Into the Lab Pod, 1,235 points. At third, Kevin Tompkins at K Tompkins II, 1,277 points. Okay. In second place is myself at Norton0723, 1,278 points. Well, I'm and glad still- you're listening to all my advice every week, Rob. I, that's, you know, I'm trying I- to. Yeah, I got you up to second. I don't know if I can get you over the, over the hole up by there. I don't know if I can get you all the way to number one. I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll see. I'm nipping at the heels of the number one, which is uh, my wife. Oh, 1,281 points. <laughs> that is great. Great job. Now, listen, I'm going to tell you, I, I, I wanted to bring a guest on, and I was unable to do so because I didn't think about it until, oh, 10 seconds ago. Uh, but Kangas, I wanted to get Kangas on here because I thought Kangas, if he was on here... He would start talking about conspiracy theories between the Norton family and the Babe Bowl. You know, like is I almost picture Kangas being such a, a mindset that he wants to win everything that he's in when it deals with fantasy sports, especially fantasy football, because that's where he kind of you know hangs his hat on each and every week. I I, I picture Kangas at some point going back and looking at the both of your lineups and doing all the math just to make sure that your totals are correct. Here on on the Bay Bowl total sheet here. I, I don't know if you think that way about Kangas, but I believe that that's the kind of person he is. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he's going back, going back and checking. Honestly, the funny part about it is I've told my wife, I'm like, I wonder if anyone like thinks there's something weird going on because we're first and second. And <laughs> and uh, I was like, it's funny. I I I said as to her, I was like, I almost want to like take screenshots of my of my. <laughs> lineup before it's the game starts so that way that if it and have the timestamps just so that way anyone thinks like i'm changing things after after like each player locks like i'm i always get so paranoid about it because i'm like especially seeing us both up there um so it's like uh, <laughs> and like i said I've, I've mentioned it i've mentioned it multiple times on the show how like our my my wife's uh process in terms of building the lineup is basically she asked me my favorite plays at each position and then she kind of picks picks one almost somewhat randomly in a way um but she she kind of you know asked me for my advice at each position and then i'll give her give her a bunch of options at each position and then she'll she'll go through and pick out of those options essentially you and julie are such nice people okay you, you are too people can hear your genuineness they can see they can hear how honest you are even when you talk and and you look people have known you for years over on twitter and you've made content you're, you 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 do great predictions over on all the things that you do. So people do not think that you and Julie are rigging this at all. They they would think it if I was on top of the leaderboard. They'd be like, "There's no stinking way Wes is on top of the leaderboard." That's when they know that this thing was rigged. But I don't believe they think that for one minute with you and her up there. So you guys keep doing what you're doing. It'd be cool to uh, you guys bring home the trophy uh, and and have it sitting there. Whatever we got, what we got a babe bottle. I don't, I don't remember what our trophy is. You haven't come up with that yet you need something rob i know i know i need to come up with that hey but we are on week number 11 what we're going to do is we're going to talk about start sit questions here as we work through our way through the DraftKings lineups uh from sunday and into monday I, I don't how many games are there now i don't even know where the buffalo game is i don't know when it's getting played we'll find out here in a minute but uh we're going to do that start sit questions not only for the baby bowl but also for your redrafts for your regular season and some DraftKings nuggets as well so rob our first game on the board is washington 
at Houston. This is a Sunday neuter clocker gamer right here. Is a neuter clocker gamer, uh, I believe. Is uh, I got that right? Why is that one first and then over here on this one? It's not first, but it's forty-one points. Is this point total, Rob? Whenever I see this game, I I start thinking about my redraft leagues because in one league somehow I've accumulated both Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson. I got a Deontay Foreman in that league as well. I don't, I don't expect his matchup to be very well against Baltimore as far as a running standpoint, Baker Mayfield, Derek quarterback. So what I'm really thinking about doing this week is I'm thinking about putting Gibson and I'm thinking about putting Robinson both as my running backs this week. Am I crazy and do wanting to do that against Houston? It's not crazy, especially this deep into the season. You know, you've already used at least, what, 20 or – uh, whatever it is at this point. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the running back position, especially with guys on by as well, like it could be getting pretty thin for you. So, um, you know, this is a great week to to play those guys against Houston. Um, I don't think it's crazy. Yeah. And, and especially in Bay Bowl, that's a possibility to do something like that. Uh, in my redraft re- league, it looks kind of crazy whenever I'm looking at it. But <laughs> I don't know that I have any other uh, choices to really do that at all. But that's 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 what I'm going to end up doing. Uh, so what's uh, the, on this thing, too, whenever you look at this, with T- Taylor Heineke, he's still the starting quarterback for the Washington football team. He's still the starting quarterback for the Washington football team, right? Yeah, yeah. As far as I know, they're uh, still running Heineke out there, which I think is uh, um, a good thing. I think um, he he himself uh, is kind of like a sneaky option. He's kind of like we were talking about it. Um, I think it was the uh, with with the uh, I was talking about it with the guys on uh, Dad Bod, and uh, we were talking about how he's basically he's kind of like he's kind of like Gardner Minshew, where he's got the like backup appeal where everyone loves the backup guy everyone you know loved love Gardner um and Taylor Heineke kind of plays that same kind of style where he's putting his body on the line he's putting it all on the line he's a sneaky athletic he runs a little bit more than an average uh quarterback and he also uh enables Terry McLaurin I think uh to have better games McLaurin's been playing a lot better with Heineke over the past year and a half um so so yeah, I, I'm I'm glad Heineke's still back in there. Okay, so we could start McLaurin if we haven't played McLaurin. And and by the way, you know if 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 Wentz is in there, this it just didn't work real well with between him and McLaurin earlier this season. So it might be one of those times to play McLaurin. Uh, positive side is the Jahan Dotson seemed to really click with Wentz last whenever Wentz was in there. So maybe you got that going on for you. As far as overall on the Houston side, Rob, if it. I want to say if you haven't played Brandon Cooks, you better because it really looks like Brandon Cooks is ready to take a, a knee on the sideline for the rest of the season. To me, in my opinion, Nico Collins looks like the guy to play over there. Uh, I think you could play a Pierce even this week. Is there anybody you would stay away from? Is there anybody you'd go towards or how you how you do that? Yeah, it's tough over there. Um, Pierce is definitely the best option, in my opinion. Um I mean, it's not like a great matchup, but he's still a guy that's getting a lot of work. So, if, you know, depending on what your running back options are left, uh, he might be one of your best options uh, just from a volume standpoint. Cooks, yeah. I mean, I, I do. I've I've liked Cooks more than most people. So he did get seven targets last week, but it's tough uh, with Cooks. Obviously, like you said, it looks like he's fed up with the season, fed up with his team. 
so it, there's a lot of risk I feel like in playing him. Um, I think I've already myself. I think I've already used him uh, earlier in the year. Probably didn't do very well <laughs> considering how his season's gone. So um, yeah, it's. But I agree. Like you might want to use him. They're playing in Houston, which, you know, and I'm, I always bring up the fact of in a dome helps with passing mm-hmm. offenses. You don't got to deal with any kind of weather on the fast track. And it's just, so it's, it's, it's better from that standpoint. So, um, yeah, I don't mind using cooks. Uh, Pierce would be my favorite play from the Houston side though. Okay. Uh, uh Rob, uh, a trade just went out. Okay. I, I didn't really, it kind of threw me off a little bit cause I was looking at my redraft league where I do have to start, uh, well, I, I don't have to, I guess, but Gibson and Robinson in that league. But I, I have a, I have a trade that just went down that I proposed to the guy I'm playing against. Okay, Ooh. so just think about that for a minute now. And it's Friday, and it went through. Uh, but I traded Deontay Foreman and DJ Moore. Okay. Okay. For Devin Singletary. And Jerry Judy. Now, I know Judy's out this week. That's what kind of made it a little bit appealing. But if you look at his schedule coming up, if he's healthy, it, 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 there, it's pretty good matchups for Jerry Judy. And I, Devin Singletary, I remembered him last season at the end of last year doing really well. And I, I guess I had this my eye on this trade more so when it was going to be six feet of snow there in Buffalo. So I didn't figure they were going to be throwing the ball around as much. But I, I don't like I – don't, I think Foreman is – you know – how much work can we expect out of him, right? And and right, DJ yeah. Moore hasn't done anything else. To me, Foreman's going to put himself in bubble wrap at some point and wait for that contract for next year, the team for next year that's going to pick him up. So I I just I, I like Devin Singletary's options better this later on this year. Yeah, I can't blame you for that. Um, I've always liked DJ Moore more than most people, so like it's hard for me. Um, but I definitely I do like Singletary over Foreman. So I like I like that aspect of it as well, um, and I do think Judy is solid when healthy and and has a nice matchup or nice matchups down the stretch. So, yeah, this one this one could definitely work out in your favor down the stretch uh, if you're making a playoff push. Uh, it wasn't a, you didn't tell me it was sneaky, so I'm I'm feeling like a winner. Chicago at Atlanta, forty nine and a half point total for this one. This is Rob Norton has been dreaming of this matchup since he saw it on the calendar. I think at the end of last at the beginning of last week, you uh, domes two running quarterbacks. This is this has got <laughs> everything Rob Norton loves in a football game. High point total. Who aren't you playing in this game, Rob? That's the question. Who who aren't you playing in this game? Would you, and for baseball purposes, David Montgomery? Would you play David Montgomery this week? Yes, definitely. Would you play? Uh, would you play Cordero Patterson in the baseball this week? Yeah, I wouldn't have a problem playing him. Drake London. Who? Oh. I don't I, I don't mind playing them depending on your options. It's just I love Drake London. I just I just do not like Arthur Smith. All right. Uh and, and uh Kyle Pitts. Same same kind of concept. I loved right. love Kyle Pitts. I just hate the fact that they wanna run the ball ninety five percent of the time. We can fire up both quarterbacks fields is not an option. You can fire up fields now forever. Uh what about Mariota? Yeah, I think Mariota's fine in, in this one. That the Bears' defense has been atrocious lately. It's just been really, yeah. really bad. There's a reason why Justin Fields has put up all those fantasy points because both the both it's just it, they're running up and down the field, running up and down. The, anybody else? Any sneaky other plays here? I think Darnell Mooney's a little bit sneaky. Yeah, um, we, yeah. 
Yeah, like he hasn't been like that great this year. Um, but Atlanta's been basically like the worst secondary in the league, so um, he's an he's a sneaky one. Um, Cole Komet, if you haven't used Cole Komet, that could be a, another sneaky one. Um, he's been he's been great lately, so um, I like Komet a lot as well. Yeah, I keep waiting for the Cole Komet train to take a little break, and it just hasn't yet. I, I, one of these weeks, it feels like it's going to, but maybe it won't. So I don't know. It's, he's he's doing everything we thought he should do preseason wise. You know what I mean? Like when we were looking at projections and everything. So it, it, maybe maybe he's having touchdown re- progression. Progression. Yeah, say it right. I don't know if I did. But, uh, <laughs> Next game is your Cleveland Browns versus the Buffalo Bills. Rob, I got a question. What are you doing with Deshaun Watson? He's out there in some redraft leagues. You know, if you're in redraft leagues around the board, he's available for pickup in some of those. What are you doing with Deshaun Watson? He's in, he's in my, he's available in my redraft league, and none of us are picking him up for good reason, I think. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, not surpri- I'm so kind of surprised that people aren't picking them up more especially if they're kind of solidified themselves into a you know a playoff spot because you know obviously he has huge upside um i think any anyone who's basically solidified a playoff spot or very likely solidified a playoff spot should take a look to see if you can stash him on the bench especially if you have you know don't have one of the elite quarterbacks now if you have an elite quarterback it's less needed but um I mean, you could always still do it if you have the the roster space. Yeah, block from somebody else possibly is what you're doing there. Exactly. If you, if you got that, or who knows, maybe he does come out firing and he and he and he clicks really well with Cooper and all those people. But I think a lot of it has to do with morals. Like like maybe you just don't want the guy on your team. Maybe you think he's going to ruin yeah. your locker room or something too, <laughs> and you're taking a stand. I, I don't know. It's hard to separate some of that stuff like that. As a as a fantasy manager, it's hard to, it's hard to separate that sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Um, I always, you know, the way I like to look at it is basically like I always, you know, just tell people like let people do what they want to do with it. Just because they roster a guy doesn't mean they support the guy as a person right. or whatever else. That we're all we're all playing a game. We're all trying to win. Um, there's you know, we're all just because you, you know, just the same as like it, just because I support the Browns doesn't make me, I, I don't think it makes me support him specifically in his individual life. Like I'm rooting for the team. So, um, so yeah, it is, it, I do think people will like write people off and not, not use them. And like, like a Watson or people would did it with like Adrian Peterson, Tyree kill, guys like that and that's fine too i mean teach i way i view it is teach their own like if they don't want to use them they don't they that's that's their their right to so um yeah that's kind of how i look at it i would like to pick him up and edit his name is what i'd like to do i'd like to edit his name so i didn't have to see who it really was (laughs) i could forget about it then hey uh this point total though is 49 and a half I will ask you the same thing because I know that once you heard that this was going to be in a dome and everything, you just went, all right, more options. <laughs> I guess you were, you know, 49 and a half. This is being played in Detroit. Uh, who are you, are you playing everybody from Cleveland this week? Is there somebody that you're not going to play in Cleveland? I got a good one. I got, what about Kareem Hunt? Would you start Kareem Hunt? Ooh, man. That's a tough one. I would not with okay. Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt is kind of the one, the main one I wouldn't from the Browns. All right, David Njoku, he's questionable, but would you play him? If he plays, 
I think so, just because of the state of tight end, posi- uh, the st- tight end position. Okay. Uh, let's see. Over on the Buffalo side of things, let's see. On the on the wide receivers, wh- wh- what about Isaiah McKenzie? He was a little bit under the weather a little bit earlier this week, a little bit sicky-poo. Uh, but would you play Isaiah McKenzie this week? I know our wide receiver room is starting to get thinned out a little bit in the baby bowl. Whew. Mackenzie, man, Mackenzie was a guy I was super excited about heading into the year, and and he's kind of been super inconsistent and mostly a bust, I would say. But I would try to have not use Mackenzie if possible. Um, but yeah. like you said, I mean, it's it's tough. Wide receiver, especially, is kind of tough this week, just in in your home leagues. So, so you got to think uh, with uh, with Baby Bowl having already used at least twenty wide receivers, maybe maybe up to thirty. Um, and the guys on by, it's it's not a strong position this week. Okay. All right. Philadelphia at Indianapolis, 45 and a half point total is what we have here. Indianapolis coming off that big victory last weekend, and Philadelphia coming off that big loss last weekend. I'm trying to think of who we would play or who we would not play in the baby bowl. Because, you know, we got these names. If you haven't played A.J. Brown yet, it might be a week to avoid them. Devontae Smith, it might be a week not to play them. Uh, going against that Colt defense that may be just continuing to, you know, play above their talent level a little bit with Jeff Saturday as coach. Maybe they're going to keep riding that train there. So I would avoid playing those wide receivers, Rob. Am I right or am I wrong this week? I'm torn on this with with the this game. Um, because, again, it's a, yeah, it, it's I'm torn on it because. It is in a dome, you know. I like it, the the players in a dome, so I do think it's like conducive for the passing offenses on both sides. Um, I don't mind playing receivers. I kind part of me wants to play Devontae Smith. I still have Devontae Smith available, and especially with the state of wide receivers, how, how we've been talking about it, mm-hmm. I kind of. I mean, I'm I'm considering him as an option this week, um, just because I. You know, AJ Brown seemed like he tweaked his ankle in that game uh, last week, and he didn't look right. Like after that, he stayed and played, but he didn't really do much. Um, so I don't know if maybe it could be another situation where he's not full go, but he's still out there. And I mean, obviously, anytime he's out there, you're gonna have to account for him. So it's kind of getting into a little bit of a narrative, but they, they, I just could see Devonte Smith getting more work this week with uh, if if AJ Brown's active but not full 100%. Maybe you're right too, especially with Goddard being gone uh for four yeah, weeks if not the rest of the season, so that may consolidate the the targets there for a Jalen Hurts, but I also see this po- being a possibility then for Jalen Hurts to start running a little bit more again like yeah. we're used to his seeing him do and who knows maybe this is the time for the running backs to actually take a little bit more control of things, but it just doesn't seem to happen in Philadelphia. You know with Miles Sanders or with Kenneth Gainwell, uh Boston Scott, they just they get the crumbs off of Jalen Hurts' table is what they get. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and I do agree. I, I think it could be a situation where uh, Hertz might start running a little bit more, um, which obviously is great for Hertz. So we'll have to okay. see if that uh, comes right. through. 
I like a Jonathan Taylor. I think uh, Jonathan Taylor mm-hmm. is a little sneaky play this week. We saw how many carries he had last week with Matt Ryan back at the helm and with the new head coach uh, making sure that the big dog got fed again. And the Philadelphia Eagles run defense, even though it was a little bit more solidified this week with the addition of Ndamukong Sue, I believe, that uh, it, it, I don't think that's going to help out entirely this Sunday, Rob, that Philadelphia Eagles defense seems to be a little bit vulnerable through the rushing attack. Yeah, it seems like the like you said there there that's where they've been vulnerable. That's how the commanders attacked them um, and got to them was through the run game. And obviously, we know that's been the Colts what they want to do um, with Jonathan Taylor. So Taylor looked a lot better this past week. He looked uh, back to the Jonathan Taylor we're used to. He got like I think he got like ninety three percent of snaps or somewhere in that. So he's back to his workhorse role. Um, now it was re it, I believe Deion Jackson was out in this one and obviously they traded away Naheem Hines already. So it could have been just a situation where they really didn't have anyone to fill in. So if Deion Jackson's active, he could kind of assume the Naheem Hines role a little bit, but even still, I like, um, I like Jonathan Taylor. And you know, the funny part is I actually like Jonathan Taylor a lot for DraftKings purposes as well. Um, he's still under eight K just because of how he had, you know, struggled before. So his price hasn't jumped up all the way, and he's he's you know he's obviously if he's back to being what we're used to with Jonathan Taylor, that's just I mean he's he's just too cheap at this point. New York Jets at the New England Patriots. He, this game totals at thirty eight points, so we're gonna go kind of <laughs> opposite on this one, Rob. I'm gonna ask you, you know, not not who do you not want to play, but uh, you know who do we want to play out of this game because that's a little bit different. Are we playing either one of these quarterbacks in baseball? Are we are we going down to the Mac Jones Zach Wilson barrel? No. Okay. Definitely no, that not. is okay. What about Stevenson or Carter? Could you play either one of those guys? Stevenson for sure. Um, Carter. It's a little more borderline. I'd probably try to avoid it in baby ball if I could. Um, but I, I wouldn't blame anyone for using me either. Uh, and, and so we're staying away from Harrison Robinson. Crazy how that backfield for new England looked to be a share going into the season. And, and due to injury by Harris, it looks like Stevenson was just run away with it and it hasn't given it back at all. Yeah. He's been awesome. He's a, uh, he's the clear cut guy in the passing game. And like you said, he he looks like he's taking the taking the lead role in the in the actual like carries aspect of it too from Harrison hasn't given it back. Remember when Ty Montgomery was even a thing the first couple of weeks <laughs> in New England? I mean, it, it's really something how Stevenson has really taken that role and run with it. Jacoby Myers or Garrett Wilson this week? Who would you rather play in the Baby Bowl? This week, I would lean Jacoby Myers. Right, are you two. are you are you running uh, to the big bull wire to play either one of those guys? I'm not excited about either one. I I the funny part is I like both of those guys a lot. Actually, I, like I've always liked Jacoby more than most people. Jacoby might be one of my most drafted wide receivers in redraft this year, and uh, um, Garrett Wilson was my number one receiver in the class coming in. So I like both of these guys. I have them on a ton of teams. Um, but yeah, this matchup just. Like you said, the the, the total so low. It's, it seems like it's going to be a low-scoring, ugly game. I, I'm not excited about playing either of them. 
where's what, what happened? I, I was thinking about you were talking about Jacoby Myers as he is one of your most drafted guys, and I was thinking about Kenneth Bourne's role last year in New England. You know, I mean, he made a little splash there last year. I remember uh, what John Frisella even going, I can't believe I got Kenneth Bourne in like the tenth round. I can't. I remember. I remember him saying stuff like that. And then I was just thinking to myself about Nelson Aguilar at the beginning of this year. <laughs> You know, just he was making a big splash there in New England, and now it seems to be Jacoby Myers thing too. I'm glad they're consolidating things. I, I'm glad they're catching on to this, Rob. The whole football aspect of things for New England. I'm glad Bill Belichick is still able to learn some stuff. I was say he's finally, finally starting to figure it out after all these years. <laughs> is, what, is what you're telling me. But no, yeah, it it was interesting. Born, you know, made made some splashes last year, um, and then uh, Aguilar had his moments here and there. Um, and like Jacoby's always been the guy, like the big knock on him over the years was he couldn't score touchdowns. Obviously yeah. he's done that at a better rate. And it's not like he's like a great touchdown scorer, but like he's done a little bit better on that aspect. Um, but he's, he is definitely a PPR kind of guy where he gets a ton of targets and catches. And, and uh, so we like to see that. What a crazy little ride that you think about the new England Patriots, or at least I am. And I'm thinking about Hunter Henry and John Smith as I go over to their tight end room. And I remember a couple of off seasons ago when they acquired both of those players and we're sitting there thinking, Oh man, here we go. It is Gronk and whatever the other guy's name was that, that ended up in jail. All those, and we're thinking that it's the two tight end system there in new England again, all over again. And those guys really haven't done much of anything. I mean, Hunter Henry was touchdown dependent last season at best. And, and, and this year they're, they're, like invisible, you know, and John New Smith. I remember we were all thinking, John New Smith, man, this is going to be something. He's a physical specimen. He's a beast. Look at what he did in Tennessee. And all he's done is disappeared in New England. Yeah, I'm pretty surprised. Uh, both of those guys were kind of, you know, like you said, like they had their moments, like Hunter Henry with the Chargers and, and uh, John with the Titans. And it was kind of like, oh, you know, these guys could come in and, and uh, be in a system that features tight ends and, you know, is is there was some excitement for sure, and now it's it's completely gone. Yeah, something for fantasy receipts to keep them busy in the offseason <laughs> is to go back two years and, and check out all those takes. Hey, Tyler Conklin might be somebody, though, that you want to put in the Bay Bowl. I know it sounds counterintuitive to do it against the New England Patriots, but I think a couple of weeks ago, whenever he played against these New England Patriots, as far as DraftKings purposes go, he had like 27 DraftKings points. Rob, are you looking for a little Tyler Conklin action this weekend? I don't mind it. Um, we mentioned, you know, tight end is is pretty gross. It's not a great position. So uh, Conklin is uh, definitely a viable option. Okay, uh, you didn't say a sneaky play, so I'm I'm guessing he's on the board for you. Los he's Angeles. on the board. Los Angeles Rams at the New Orleans Saints. This game total is still in the 39. That's it. 39 is what it is. Even though Matthew Stafford has been named the starting quarterback, I believe, for this Sunday. At least he's cleared concussion protocol, so uh, I don't think it's going to be Wolford. It's going to probably be him. Uh, But there is no Cooper Cup. There is no Cooper Cup. The New Orleans defense is pretty banged up right now, Rob. I I'm not sure who to play from this game. Do you see any wide receivers? Do you have any knowledge about a wide receiver that might be, you know, putting themselves out there as far as the leader goes in the wide receiver room for Matthew Stafford to throw to? Whew, man. Normally I'd say Allen Robinson, but ooh, it's you're smarter than that. That's why I you're know. not normally going to say that. I ha- yeah, I have a soft spot for him though. He's, he's, he's in my heart and he's, He's uh, I'm I'm rooting for him. I I know I know you're not 
as a Bears well, I'm not, fan. Not I don't... For him, I, but I, man, I was right on the guy. I've, I've been yeah, right on the guy. Sure. I, just, I got one for thing sure. right so far, and that's my Allen Robinson has made every <laughs> every quarterback look worse. No, I, no, it's just that he he just he just got old on us real fast. He did. He did. I mean, in that, and I I was kind of torn on it. You know, in the beginning in the beginning of the season, I was like really on the side of Allen Robinson. Just didn't care. He's gonna have a huge bounce back campaign and then and i thought i was going to be really high on alan robinson again this year and then when i started doing rankings just the for it wasn't even that i didn't it wasn't even that i didn't like alan robinson it was just the fact that i liked so many other guys so i kind of had alan robinson a little bit lower in, than consensus and it kind of saved me and and again it wasn't even because i didn't like him it was just the fact of where he was going versus the other guys that i i pushed up above him so i was glad i didn't really end up with a whole lot of them because he's been he's been rough and like you said it's looked like he gotten old on us quick so it'd be hard to trust him um i think i think skoranek is a sneaky one like he him and van jefferson both are like sneaky guys i don't know if i'd go there and in, in baby bowl i think he still probably should have some some better options available um but but yeah they you could do worse yeah, you could do worse, but I don't know if you want to attempt to do <laughs> worse. I, I, I could do worse. I mean, I could do worse. What about a Kamara week? I know we can't trust any of the Los Angeles Rams running backs. I think we still got to give that a little bit more time. Maybe they'll dedicate the the running back room a little bit more. They'll dedicate themselves to running the football a little bit more as the season progresses. But I don't think that we can trust any of those guys. But is it a Kamara week, Rob? There is no Mark Ingram. <sighs> I think so. Um, I definitely would have no issue playing Kamara this week if you haven't used them. Um, again, another one you're in a dome. No Mark Ingram, no Michael Thomas still, obviously. He's not going to play the whole year. Uh, if Andy Dalton's still back there, he checks down more than Jameis does. Um, Kamara should still see a high target share. Uh, so, so yeah, I'd, I'd be fine using Kamara. Tyler Higbee might be a name that pops into your mind. Uh, is that somebody we want to play against? New Orleans, they're pretty good against tight ends, first as far as DraftKings is concerned, but they are banged up a lot there in the New Orleans Saints room, which means that, you know, it, it, no Cooper Cup, Tyler Higbee's one of those guys, but he just hasn't been getting a lot of action lately. Yeah, it's interesting. He was he started out the year so hot. He was, you know, top like three to five tight end uh, for the first like half of the season, and then Lately, the past few weeks, it's been awful. Um, and Wolford, I think it was Wolford in there last week. He did all right. Yeah, and I think a lot of it came late from what I from what I had seen. Um, okay. So I think it was you know kind of coincided with Cooper Cup going down. So with Cooper Cup out of there, you know anything goes. Um, I think Higby could be could be more of a featured option. Um, you know, they're they're obviously going to be in need of it. So I don't mind playing Higby. I think I would rather play Jawan Johnson this okay. week instead of Higby. And the reason why is because of that Saints defense a little bit there. I think I'd rather play Johnson and wait for Higby against an Arizona. Okay, because Arizona always gives up touchdowns to tight ends, if I'm not mistaken. And I think they probably play Arizona one more time on the schedule this year. That's that's hey, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, no, I I don't mind that at all. I mean, Arizona's like worst or second worst, I think, against allowing allowing points to the tight end. So, yeah, um, I I don't mind that at all. I think Higby, I think Higby, um, I think they play them. Oh no, they just played them. They just played them actually. 
Oh, and they played them. Yeah, so they don't they don't get them again, but they do get. Man, I was almost so smart right then. Yeah, no, you're. But guess what? In two weeks, they play against Seattle, who is oh. the worst. Oh, so there we go. And then that, that game's at home in a dome. So you know, I'm gonna fire them up. There we go. All right, so that's what we made. Well, now we're rolling the Tyler Higby's going to be healthy dice. That's what we're doing. <laughs> I don't know if we could roll that one to come up right. All right, Rob, we're in the next uh, game here. The Detroit Lions at the New York Jets. Boy, oh, boy, what is Detroit? Detroit's probably – hey, here's what I'm thinking. Why Why can't we – you know, I, I understand we, we want to play in home stadiums and everything. Why can't we make it a requirement that all these home stadiums are in a dome? I'm I am kind of with Matthew Stafford's wife a little bit. She's she posted on whatever she posted on, and she talked about the playing surface surfaces not being equal, and that's been a big a big thing for all the players. Really starting to criticize that this year because of injuries and so forth. I, I'm kind of with them, you know. I I I'd, I would hate as a baseball player, as a football player, or a baseball player to have to go to the different surfaces. And play on different ones because you're used to this one. You're not used to that one. And I would think that, that, like, if you go to Soldier Field and you try to make the same kind of cuts that you make on some of these artificial turfs or, or whatever they are, I don't know which is worse. I, I Maybe the artificial turf things are a little bit more slippery. But what I'm seeing is that there's a lot of seams in those things. That th- That's what the players are kind of complaining about is that their cleats get caught in the seams or the seams are a little bit ruffled up. And so that's that causes a little bit of a thing. I could see how maybe even the rubber that we're used to seeing now fly up in people's faces and stuff. I can mm-hmm. see how that's not smooth as the game continues to go on, and you can kind of get little little hills in there and stuff. But I think about Soldier Field, and it's just terrible. I, I don't know. I, I wish that they'd just make it mandatory for a dome to be put on all of them. I would hate to miss out on that outdoor weather. And this is coming from an old man who's used to old man football, right? But but I, I can understand where they would want to make it an equal playing field, Rob. What are your thoughts? I'm fine with, uh, with having every... I, I think everyone should have a dome. I mean, you run into situations like this with the with the Browns Bills game where they got to reschedule it and play it in in uh, Detroit. you know Detroit, and it's just like if 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 the Bills would have had a dome, then guess what? We play it in Buffalo, and like it's fine. So I don't know. I mean, I. I get why people like the novelty of watching watching a game in the snow and things like that. And it's kind of entertaining at times um, to see it. But most of the time, people will tell you after they watch one sloppy game like that, they really don't want to watch that much more sloppy games. Like they like they like the novelty of it for a time or two um, until until the the quality on the field is much worse, and then um, then you really don't want to. So I'm you know I'm a big proponent of uh a lots of yards lots of points lots of lots of fantasy goodness so for me i always like like games in domes so the more games in domes that we have the more fantasy points to go around okay but i i don't know i can i can understand seeing point totals between 49 and a half and 38 <laughs> you know it's just it's kind of weird 
you don't see very many point totals like that fluctuate in the NBA too much. I mean, it might be an oddity to get to 230s or 240s in an NBA game. You see a lot of 220s, though. I mean, there's a lot of consistent stuff going on there. All right. Oh, okay. We're on New York, and we are on Detroit at New York. This game totals at 49, uh, 49, 49 points, well, 45 points. And the sun is shining there on my little display, so it looks like everything's going to be fine there. Uh, Rob, whenever I look at this one, Daniel Jones or Jared Goff? People are getting desperate at quarterback. Which one would you rather play, Daniel Jones or Jared Goff in the Bay Bowl? Uh, Daniel Jones for me. Um, he runs more, and the matchup, you know, the matchup is better. Okay, would you play Jared Goff if you had him? I try to not, okay. but I, I don't hate him. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's how that's Jared Goff's life, you know. Even when he's in high school dating, I'd rather not, but I don't hate it, you know. He's right? Not, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, running back room, Sa- Saquon Barkley. We're definitely playing him. What about yeah. the Detroit Lions guys? Are you going to play? I think Jamal Williams has always been safe, but he's been a little bit injured this week uh, from a sickness standpoint, I believe it is. And can you trust Swift this week? I can't trust Swift. Um, I prefer Jamal. I prefer neither, really. Um, but if I was playing one or the other, I'd play Jamal. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, what about the wide receivers, Rob? I I know we can go to St. Brown, right? Because he's the guy. Yeah. But I don't know that you want to this week if you can find better options. But we've talked about all the different wide receiver options. Is St. Brown one of those guys, though, that you would want to play in the Bay Bowl, or would you try to avoid yeah, I'd want to. Um, I think I have him ranked as a top six receiver okay. this week, right. so um, I definitely like him a lot. All right, Slayton, are you going to a Darius Slayton this week? Yeah, I like Slayton more than normal this week. Um, yeah, obviously, Kadarius Tony's gone. Um, we have uh, Wandale Robinson still kind of banged up. Um, we have Kenny Galladay just doing whatever he does on Sundays, and and. Uh, <laughs> I'm not playing, not playing much football. That's for sure. Um, so, yeah, Slayton has kind of become the top guy, and it's against Detroit, basically one of the best, maybe the best matchup you can get. So, I, I definitely like Slayton this week. Okay, and go three uh, draft leagues, all that stuff. Jamison Williams, he he is a week, couple of weeks away from. Going out there, keep in mind, I got the Alabama grain of salt there was I say that. So, <laughs> But he can come in, and he, he might be able to make an impact for a team that throws it all over the place. He plays in a lot of different domes uh, towards the end of the season. Also, DJ Shark, he might be out there on a waiver wire as well for you. And he was he was kind of impactful at the beginning of this year as well. Uh, Rob, i gotta, I got to say a name, and I'm, I'm trying to make sure I, f- I find him here. Uh, Hodgins, Hodgins, Hodgins is who Pierre said earlier this week. He might be somebody to play in DraftKings. He's only 3,000. Last week he got two targets, but I, I think Pierre was talking about how, how much, how big of an impact he made last week. Yeah, he's a, he's an interesting one as well. He's a definitely a, a deep sleeper kind of flyer guy. Um, he's, 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 yeah, more of a DraftKings kind of, punt and play to save salary than, than something for baby bowl for sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, he's, 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 he's better than, uh, better than Kelly Yalladay. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and the wide receiving core is so depleted there. That's, that's the whole reason why yeah, we yeah. brought him up. He, I, I brought, I, Pierre brought him up and I was going, well, he's better than Kenny. Yeah. I said the same thing. Um, Daniel <laughs> Bellinger, it looks like he's going to be out. So there's not really any tight ends in this game that we want to play. 
yeah, it's a it's a it's an ugly game for for tight ends. Um, yeah, you said you said Daniel Bellinger is officially out. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay, so then yeah, they it's Tanner Hudson then I guess for them if you were you know desperate, Tanner hey, Hudson wow. and yeah, Tanner Hudson and and Brock Wright are kind of like inter- little bit interesting from DraftKings just because they're so cheap. But mm-hmm. I mean, at that point, if I'm going super cheap, I'm probably just going to um, Jack Stall of the of the Eagles for a minimum price. Do you have your DraftKings hat on, Rob? I'm yes. putting it on now. Okay, thank on. you very much. Because the next game to me is my DraftKings little little boomer right here, Las Vegas at Denver. And I know I I, I am not saying this. I'm not. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, you know <laughs> eat crow on this one probably. I I know this, but man. This looks like a Russell Wilson game to me. Going against the Las Vegas Raiders, who are just terrible, terrible. By the way, reports are coming out of Las Vegas that it will be the head coach coming back, not Derek Carr, next year. Is what I'm, uh, you know, the latest reports are coming out of there, which is very interesting to me. But man, Russell Wilson, if he's got a get right game in him, it's going to be this game. Jerry Judy is not going to play this week, so it looks to me like I can, I can take a, uh, on your DraftKings hat. I can take a Russell Wilson. I could take a Carol uh, Sutton, a Sutton, a Carol Sutton. Is it Carol Sutton? What's his first name? Cortland, Cortland. I, I may have known a Carol Sutton, a Sutton. <laughs> Cortland <laughs> Sutton, and a Dolchitz. I may, and run it back with a Morrow, man. Call me crazy. Call me wacko. But that just looks like a good stack to me in DraftKings. Yeah, so when you said I was putting on my, my, my DraftKings hat, I didn't know it was a tinfoil hat at the same time. <laughs> No, I'm I'm just I'm just kidding you. Um, I I do like I do honestly think Russell Wilson is a interesting play this week because the the Raiders are such a bad defense, and no one really wants to play Russell Wilson given how the season's gone. Um, Cortland Sutton, um, I think he's he is shaping up to be a little bit popular. Him and Dulcich both, but at the same time, um, I think they are good plays from a point per dollar standpoint for, on DraftKings, and I also think like. I do like Morrow as well. So most people don't want to play two tight ends together. Um, But I honestly don't mind it um, at all, especially in a tournament because it's going to, it's, it's something that like most people won't do. So I always tell people that if they're building a, a tournament lineup and you're going to use some, some chalky, you know, popular pieces, find a way to get different with those pieces. And by playing two tight ends with in, in the same lineup, that's a way to get different and, and still use like popular good point per dollar pieces. No, that's exactly what I've heard too. And to, and to uh, stack the two tight ends going back and running it back with the other tight end. I just, that's what I've heard. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just looking at that. Plus there's, I don't see there being a lot of scoring coming from the running back room. Josh Jacobs has kind of faltered away a little bit, and this Denver defense is just really, really tough all the way across the board here. And I don't like any of the wide receivers, or I'm sorry, any of the running backs for Denver anyway to get on the board. I know they probably will, and maybe one apiece for all of them. Who knows? But I just I could see it going the other way too, where it's it's going towards the tight ends or the wide receivers. So that's that's kind of what I was looking at. Are you playing a Josh Jacobs this week, or are you staying away? I prefer to try to stay away. I don't mind him. I'm just gonna. I still have him as like a top ten guy, mm-hmm. um, just out of pure volume. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't love the matchup. Just like you said, Denver is a good mat or a good defense. So, I, I would kind of try to stay a little bit away. But at the same time, I'm not fading him as much as some people might. 
Okay, what about a Devontae Adams this week? I have no problem playing playing Adams. I think I have him top five, top four. Really? Against Denver? It's the, I know it's a tough I know it's a tough matchup, but with no Waller, with no Renfro, um, in a game that they might have to throw a lot because the you know they theoretically I think the the game script sh- should be one where they're not going to get out to too much of a lead if they get out to a lead at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's just I just think he's just too good, and I think he just gets too much volume. Right, Would you play Derek Carr? Yes or no? No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I tried in not the to, at least. In the baby bowl. Yeah, no. No. Well, you only get... All right. All right. That's... Boy, that's saying something, isn't it? Uh, all right. I think that's I think that's everybody. Dallas at Minnesota here, Rob. I think this is back... Swinging it back the other direction where... Who, who are we not going to play in this game? Because this one looks like a fun game. It's a 48-point total. It's in one of your little dome homes. How, do, you, do you have a bunch of domes at your house? Do you got like those little globes, hmm. snow globes, and you just go around shaking them all the time with the different football stadiums in there? I think I think your wife has now a Christmas present idea. Uh, Dak Prescott <laughs> or Kirk Cousins, if you had to play one of Bay Bowl, which one are you playing? Ooh, I like both, but I lean Dak over Kirk slightly. Slightly. Just slightly, mm-hmm. really? I think I have him back to back in in my rankings this week, but as of now, but I think maybe maybe they're like maybe Dak's like two spots ahead or something. They're pretty close. Right. Dallas's uh, defense has struggled a little bit as of late anyway. You know, Aaron Rodgers and them tore him up last week and got him on the board uh, a lot, you know, from a, a, a standpoint of the Green Bay Packers just weren't right going into that game, but yet they found some secrets. And I do believe that Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings have similar game style as the, you know, the Green Bay Packers as far as a passing game goes. Yeah, definitely. And, and Dallas is kind of a defense that like is – a risky take chances kind of defense. Um, Trayvon Diggs, he's he's known as that kind of guy that takes a lot of chances and you know he comes up with some big plays, pick sixes, things like that. But then he'll he'll get burned a lot too because he does take those chances. So they're they're definitely an interesting defense in that in that sense. So um, Minnesota can definitely you know they have a good offense. So I, I I don't see them having too much of an issue of putting up points. And Dallas should also be able to put up points on the Vikings defense as well. Jefferson, we're going to play Jefferson. We're going to play Lamb. What about the other guys, the secondary guys? Are you looking to play a Gallup or a Thielen this week in the Bay Bowl? I don't mind. Okay. Um, I I think I prefer Thielen over Gallup. Um, yeah, I like I like Thielen over Gallup, but um, I don't necessarily love either play though. Okay. All right, so not much. What about in the running back room? I know we can always play Dalvin Cook. He seems to be bulletproof. You know what I mean? Like, like if you got him, you got to play him at some point. Maybe a little bit better matchup than the Dallas Cowboys is what you want to wait for. What about a Tony Pollard or even Ezekiel Elliott? If let's say I know Elliott's healthy, I know he's probably going to play. I don't know how many snaps he's going to get. That's my problem with playing Elliott. Does that mean that we need to play Pollard? This is our like our last chance to play Pollard, though, Rob? Oh, they got Thursday night, too. They'll have Thursday Thanksgiving. That's right around the corner, too. Right. So they're yeah, they're not going to give they're not going to give Zeke a lot of carries. I was say I don't I don't expect Zeke to get a ton of carries. You could go to Pollard. It's a little bit more risky. 
I definitely would have, you know, I personally, I already used them two weeks ago, I think it was. Yeah. Um, and I think most people probably used them last week or the week before. And that's what I would have definitely advised. But, but at the same time, I do, I do agree that this, this week still presents an opportunity to, to use them because I don't think they're going to use Zika ton. Who they who they play on Thanksgiving? Do you know? I don't know. I don't have it right um, here, and I'm I'm scared to click off of any of these things. Uh, I that think may... they. I I wanted to say no. They play the. I was going to say the Lions, but they play the Giants. Okay, the Giants. Yeah, uh, I think that that'll be a Ezekiel Elliott game. You know, like prime time Thanksgiving kind of thing. They're going to want to get Zeke in the end zone. You know what I mean? Like they're going to save those reps for Zeke. I think on Thursday is what they're going to do. I think that's going to be a bigger I, one. Uh, Dalton Schultz. Yeah, yeah. This is a Dalton Schultz game for sure. Uh, yeah. I, I think so against Minnesota. That that defense has been pretty bad. So I think you could play Dalton Schultz this week. And I'd probably want to wait on T.J. Hawkinson to play him because man, that even though Dallas Cowboy defense has been struggling a little bit, they're sure are fast around the middle of the field. You know what I mean? Like they're just they're just fast. And I think that's going to clog things up for a, a T.J. Hawkinson, even though he seems to be the number two option in this offense right now. Passing yeah. game. Passing game. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I I definitely love Schultz this week. Um, I'm a top five guy. I think I will also have Hawkinson as a top five guy, but honestly, it's just more about the the state of tight end. So I don't mind using him, but I do agree with you on on, on your points you made. Okay, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. This game totals at forty. Rob, here's my biggest question, and it goes back to selfish redraft. Re- uh, my hmm. my selfish home home league redraft, and I know you're doing great right now on all of your projections that you're doing. Who, who are you doing that for? Pro, uh, pro who, fantasy focus football. Who, which one? Is it? <laughs> um, fantasy pros, fantasy okay. pros. Yeah. I'm still on a trial. Still on a trial technically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know, but you're, you're bragging about it all the time. And I you're not, you're to. a, you're a humble guy <laughs> is what you are. And so I know you're doing really well in there and I know you're happy. I'm happy for you. And I know you're happy about doing well uh, because you, you, you're somebody who, likes to help out others a lot. And so I know whenever you're doing well, you know that you're helping out others do well too. So I know that that's what makes yeah, you happy. Uh, so here's my, here's my question. I, I picked up Cincinnati defense against Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I don't like the Pittsburgh Steelers offense very well. And I, I guys pick it, throwing it out a lot of, you know, interceptions and everything like that. But I could also pick up Pittsburgh's defense. I could also pick up the Washington commanders defense. Who do you have ranked higher out of those three? I do have the Bengals ranked the highest of the three. Um, in DraftKings, I do love Pittsburghs though, just because they're so cheap. Just, oh yeah, yeah, they're they're a nice one down there at like twenty three hundred, I think it is. Okay, all right. Which one out of the three are you going to play in Baby Bowl this week? Whew, that's gonna be tough. It'll be a tough call. I have to flip uh, a coin, flip a three three sided coin or something. Yeah, if I find I'm one. trying. I'm trying. Uh, can you pick? <laughs> Kenny Pickett, are you playing a Kenny Pickett in the Baby Bowl at all yet? Because he is getting more rushing attempts, it seems like, in the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. But I, I can't, I still can't trust him, man. He just doesn't, he just doesn't get enough juice flowing. No, yeah, I, I, I as I say, Pickett is, you know, I know a lot of people are are down on him and everything, and I'm, I don't necessarily, I don't like him like from a real life standpoint necessarily either. But well, he does. Guy. He, he he does uh he does run a little bit more like he said he's kind of sneaky with his with his running um so he's better in I think he's a guy that's like better in fantasy than he is real life um I still couldn't use him yet uh for baby bowl purposes are, are you playing anybody from the Cincinnati Bengal offense Joe Mixon this week yes or no yes okay uh for baby bowl 
You're, yes, you're not minding. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm mixing, right. I think, top five. T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd? Higgins. I like both, though. Okay. And what about a Hunter Hurst? Yeah, I like him as well. Hey, Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst, not Hunter Hurst. Yeah. Hunter, Hunter yeah. Henry Hurst. Yeah, Hunter Henry Hurst. Uh, Pat Fryermuth, are you going to go over to that well? Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with going Fryermuth either. Okay, what about either one of the wide receiver, uh, pass receivers, uh, Deontay Johnson or George Pickens? Um, Deontay over Pickens for me. I was trying to look to see if I have... Um, I know I have it Higgins. I think I have it Higgins, Boyd, Deontay, Pickens, I think, is how I have it ranked this week. Last one, Najee Harris. Are you playing Najee Harris in the Baby Bowl this week? No, 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 no. Yeah, Najee, he's he's down bad, as the kids like to say. Down, down bad. 20 rushing attempts last week, Rob. I know. It's... it's, it's I don't know what to do. I don't. I, he's one of the most confusing guys because I'm all about volume when it comes to running backs, especially. But he's been so bad, and and he got so much volume last year that I felt like it just couldn't go up, and that's why I faded him a lot this year. But I didn't expect him to start splitting work with Jalen Warren, so that's like something that's kind of concerning, especially if the efficiency isn't there. Patrick Mahomes, will we want to play Patrick Mahomes this week or save him for a different week, Rob, in the Baby Bowl? Um. I have no problem using using Mahomes this week. Um, my guess is a lot of people have probably already used them, but yeah, I think I think it's a fine to, week to use them. Can uh, it's, uh, the Kansas City versus Chargers? This is the highest point total on the board. It's fifty two points. Fifty two points this week, Rob. Mm. Uh, but it's Sunday night game, right? It's a Sunday night game. Yeah, all the way at yeah. eight twenty. Boy, that's a that, that's a that's a home dog game. If you ask Pierre, uh, Justin Herbert, would you play a Justin Herbert this week? Because Rob. He has both of his weapons, it looks like, on the come-up. Michael Williams and Keenan Allen. Yeah. Um, man, the thing is, I, I I do like this matchup for him because it t- theoretically should be a situation where he's going to have to throw a lot to mm-hmm. keep up with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the fact that he should be getting the guys back. I'm just not... I don't know how healthy either of those guys are going to be when they're out there. Um, Cause I, the word was before that Williams wouldn't be back by this time. And now he looks like he might be, or he should be. Um, so I don't know, like it always makes me nervous with that at the same time though, you know, we're 11 weeks, we're in week 11. So uh, Herbert is probably one of your better <laughs> quarterbacks left. So yeah. At the same time, I mean, it's so it's it's kind of I'm kind of torn on it, but I ultimately when it comes down to it, I wouldn't have a problem playing them. Well, yeah, but I mean, the people do still have Baker Mayfield as an option, probably. So <laughs> that's uh, true. That's but, true. You know, and, and it may be one of those things where you do want to wait maybe a week or two more. You know, just 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 check out that schedule. And by the way, I think it's a good time to remind everybody we only go through 17 weeks here with the Babe Bowl. Right, we take week eighteen yes. off, so we actually have uh, week eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seven. We have seven more quarterbacks to use. That's it. So seven more yep. quarterbacks, fourteen running backs, maybe fifteen. I, I don't know. We got used two or three all the time. Three. Uh, okay, you guys know the math. All right, I don't know. Seven running, <laughs> seven quarterbacks. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> yep, only certain. seven, seven more. And I like to do that. I know people. Some people have said that they. Uh, would like to go through week 18 and I get it. Cause like, it's not like, um, it's not like a, a redraft one where you worry about a lot of guys sitting, 
I mean, when guys sit, we kind of like that in baby bowl. But uh, the reason I kind of like like to do it is one, most people's fantasy championships are week 17. So everyone's really excited about week 17 as is. So there's a lot of excitement. Um, and two is it kind of gives me that extra week to really like finalize and solidify and really focus on getting things ready for the the playoff edition. No, and that that does give us all an opportunity to try and invite people over there to the Baby Bowl playoffs and stuff like that, too. So we only do go through 17 weeks here on the Baby Bowl regular season, and then we get geared up for the playoffs. Plus, you get you get to think about strategy for the Baby Bowl playoffs, too. A, a, another unique format for playing a fantasy game because it's... It, Boy, you could pick sides. You could pick, you know, the the national conference, the American conference. You could pick, the, you know, who's your favorite teams? Are you gonna who who's gonna go out in the first round because you want to play those guys in the first round of the baseball playoffs? And then if your team loses, you're in trouble. You know, there's a lot of different things like that can go on there in the baseball playoffs, Robin. So that's what makes that event just really, really exciting and and unique from even the baseball regular season. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's a it's a whole different animal. Uh, some people say they like it more some people say they like it less um but it is it's kind of its own own entity because like you said i mean it, it the, the craziest part about it is basically like we mentioned when we talked about the strategy of it trying to pick the best players on the teams that you think are going to lose and it's like because then the, the whole teams are getting eliminated so you want to have give yourself as many options the following week as possible so it's tough it's it's i i think it's harder than the regular season personally um just because there's a lot more moving parts going on um not only do you have to do well at just predicting the games and and like the players that will do well in the games but you also have to predict outcomes and along with it whereas baby baby boy regular season you don't really care about who wins or loses you're just looking at the fantasy points say, say that again rob you want to pick the best players from the team that loses is that what you said that is correct that is correct that, that is exactly how my brain normally works you know what okay. I mean? Like I, I don't, I don't know why, but it doesn't get twisted whenever you say that. You can, you can throw other proverbs at me. You can throw other little tongue twisters at me, and my brain is just going to twist right before your eyes. It's like in the Matrix or something like that. Is what <laughs> it is. All right, uh, back to this Kansas City Los Angeles Charger game, which should be a lot of fun unless you're around my house because my my, my teenage daughter will be hooping and hollering and screaming and woo woo and all the all the way through. <laughs> so, uh, running back room. This is this gets interesting. Austin Eckler, by the way, is just just tearing it up is it is he the number one running back right now is that is that what he is right now in fantasy i think so i think so especially full ppr formats he's he's been far and away the best i feel like is he a sell high candidate because both of those wide receivers are coming back rob which means that they're not going to have to dump the ball off as much and that's where austin eckler has been making a lot of hay is austin eckler a sell high candidate right now or do you gotta just you gotta ride that thing all the way through the end of the season I think, yeah, I, th- I mean, I think I'm mostly riding with him the rest of the way. I mean, where I have him, but at the same time, um, depending on how, what your team looks like and, you know, context of the teams and things like that, I, I don't think it's a bad move necessarily to sell high, depending on how much you get, because I don't think he's going to be doing much more than what he's already doing. And, and like you said, with those guys coming back, the target share should probably tick down a little bit. You would think so. And I, I go back to the beginning part of the year, right? We were all kind of wondering, like, oh, Austin Eckler was a you know, top five pick maybe in some some redraft leagues and, and stuff like that. 
and he's not living up to it right now. He was really in a timeshare, it felt like, in the backfield. And then at some point, they really concentrated on getting Austin, the, ball, the football in Austin Eckler's hands whenever they kind of saw the season going downhill a little bit. And I think Mike Williams got hurt as well. Uh, and they just they started concentrating those targets onto him. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just a little skittish the rest of the season. I don't know when those trade deadlines are in your league. Just something to think about, something to keep a hold of. Rob Norton said, write it out. I'm I'm kind of with you, Rob. I, I'd hate to trade them and watch them flourish on somebody else's team. Yeah, definitely. It's tough because anytime you're trying to trade a guy who's been, you know, an absolute stud, you're going to want a lot back. Um, a lot of times people don't want to give a lot back. So that's where it comes down to. But, you know, if you can get if you can get a, get like an elite, you know, receiver or um, even like a a Saquon possibly in a, in a deal or something like in, in the, those kind of ranges. I mean, um, you definitely want to get elite players or, you know, if you're dealing, say you're, you're a guy with Eckler and you are dealing with some kind of injuries, big time injuries to guys and you're pretty thin, you could, you know, make the move for two really good players. Um, you know, maybe get like a, maybe get like an ETN plus a good receiver. If you needed a, if you need a receiver and you don't mind downgrading from Eckler to ETN. I don't think we could play anybody in the running back room from the Kansas City Chiefs right now. It's more of a redraft question. What are you going to do, Rob? If you had a if you had a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, which I know you probably stayed away from him this season because his price was just still a little bit too high for the uncertainty of the volume of the workload that he was going to get going into the year, but somehow you ended up with him. But now Pacheco's in the in the mix. McKinnon looks like like I I thought he was going to be at the beginning of the year. I think that he's going to be their playoff running back. Is what I think that they're going to do. They're going to give him more work as the season goes on. Is uh, get him ready to go for the playoffs because that's when he really flourished last season. What what are you going to do with these guys, Rob? The rest of the season. For me, Ceh is simply a bench stash with upside right now. Um, hmm. He 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 was basically almost like phased out this past week. Pacheco was the guy that got like all their, all their carries looks like they're basically like the early down guy. McKinnon looks like kind of more of the long down and distance, two minute drill passing downs, offense kind of guy. So that's what it seems like right now. They, they could change. Um, but I like Pacheco actually this week, just, just the potential game script sets up that they're, pretty big favorites they're playing against the chargers who are pretty bad against the run uh so and he was the guy that got all the carries so um he would be my favorite to play out of, out of the three uh mckinnon would be next ceh would be last and for me like i said he's just a bench stash with upside like you'd use any of your like rashad white type or i mean even rashad white obviously they're on by but rashad white uh is getting more work than him but like any of those guys who are just like pure handcuffs you know what I'm thinking they're really going to do is just put it in Patrick Mahomes' hands. And I know they've done that in the past, Probably. too. But I, you think about that Tennessee game from a couple of weeks ago. He threw it 68 times against Tennessee. And he, he rushed the ball. Oh, let's see here. How many times did he rush it? Rushed the ball six times for 63 yards. Do you know how many times he rushed the ball last week against Jacksonville? I'm going to guess zero. Seven times against Ooh, Jacksonville. seven. That's a... No, it is. I mean, for for Patrick Mahomes, uh, Patrick, yeah, that's a lot. That's a that's a lot for him. He threw the ball thirty five times. It's just really looking like, I don't know. They're they're really and and rightfully so. 
guy's got a great grasp of the offense and a great grasp of the league right now. Uh, Rob, it wouldn't surprise me either if Kadarius Tony ended up leading the backfield and rushing attempts one of these weeks. <laughs> he, <laughs> he definitely uh, played really, really well last week. And now with Juju out this week, Hardman on IR, uh, there's there's not a lot of options for him to throw the football to. And we all know who MVS is, right? We we, we know who he is. It's Kadarius Tony in the wide receiver room right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love, I love, I love to see it. I love Kadarius Tony. Like I've loved, I, I feel like every time the guy touches the ball, there's a, there's a possible highlight waiting to happen. Um, so I'm excited to see how heavily utilized he is this week. I hope it's a, I hope it's very heavily utilized. Uh, I, I just want to see it. Uh, so his line from last week, four receptions, five uh, targets, 57 yards, uh, one touchdown, two rushing attempts, 33 yards, 16 and a half average. You know, just just looking at that. Yes, Rob, yes. I agree with you. He's and he's explosive. only 5K on DraftKings, 5,400, 5,400 on DraftKings. So I that like could be it. good. Would you play him this week in the Baby Bowl? Yeah, I'm considering it. I'm considering it, especially, like I said, the wide receivers aren't, that, aren't uh, a, a great group this week, and I'm definitely considering it. Yeah, and with Juju out and with Hardman out and with MVS being he was he was questionable going into this week, right? A little bit. And mm-hmm. we know who he is, so he's not going to get a lot of looks there. I, it might be a week to fire up Kadarius Tony in the Baby Bowl. We have spent a half hour on this game. What about Gerald Everett? <laughs> Would you play Gerald Everett this week? Uh, I'm trying to avoid it. He was dealing with a with a groin injury and if both of the receivers are back, it makes me a little little worried. Well, that's okay. We spent a half hour. This is, our, this is just about our last game. The next game is San Francisco at Arizona, Rob. And this one is uh, in flux a little bit because we're not sure on Kyler Murray's status. We're not sure on DeAndre Hopkins' status. This point totals at 43 and a half. It's, it's a dome home game for you. Uh, I think we got to play a George Kittle this week. Uh, do you have any leanings on whether or not you would play a, oh, I don't, I don't know, Debo Samuel or a Brandon Ayuk? Would you play either one of those guys? Yeah, I like I like both this week. Um I prefer Debo over Ayuk. Um but okay. yeah, I, I don't mind playing either one. Okay, and and Kittle against the Arizona defense is one of those mm-hmm. things. If you haven't used him yet, it's probably the best week to use him, I would think going forward without uh, barring any injuries. It's hard because there's what? There's there's five options actually. I may have actually been right on the CMC take that I had earlier outside of his three touchdown game, which made me look really foolish, but uh with Eli Mitchell coming back and and everything we hear, it seems like they're going to split those carries in in San Francisco Rob for the rest of the season. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, seems like, you know, CMC might get more of like what we're used to with uh, Alvin Kamara type um, usage where mm. uh, it's not like it's not like a ton of carries. He might get 10 to 10 to 12, 10 to 15 carries, but then he'll get, you know, five to seven targets on a, on a weekly basis and get the ball in his hands that way. And that's still, you know, if he gets, you know, 12 carries and five catches a week, that's still elite usage. Uh, from a running back and from in, a, in an elite offense and from an elite talent. So I'm, I'm still fine with that. It's just not the same what we're used to. Yeah, and it was 17 Bowl points or, well, DraftKings points last week. And I, I, I bet you that's that's where we're going to be hit, you know, and that's not that's not terrible. <laughs> we won't be complaining about that. He won't be able to play off any DraftKings prices for a real long time there. I think from a DraftKings perspective, I'd, I'd just go ahead and play Eli Mitchell this week. He's at 4,700. That ain't bad. 
That's yeah, that's actually really val- really good value and really cheap. He only had he had he had ten DraftKings points last week, Rob, on eighteen attempts. Though that was eighteen attempts, one reception. That that's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. Against Arizona's defense, too. I like that. What about the wide receivers for uh, Arizona? Hopkins, he's going to be banged up, but you know he's going to end up playing. That's Hopkins That's Hopkins each and every week whenever he's, quote-unquote, healthy. He's always banged up going into Sunday. Then he plays, and he gets you a touchdown or two. That's just how how he rolls. But a Rondell Moore with Zach Ertz being out, are you looking to play him this week? His stock should go up before Marquise Brown comes back. Yeah, I like Rondell. Uh, I have in the same kind of range as to- Kadarius Tony. So, um, <coughs> sorry, um, I, d- I don't mind playing Rondale this week. Okay. Uh, Kyler Murray, Jimmy Garoppolo. Do you play a Jimmy Garoppolo this week, Rob? Or is he one of those guys, bottom of the barrel, but is there ever a good week to play Jimmy Garoppolo? But man, we only got we got we got to last seven more quarterbacks, and he had 28 passing attempts last week against the Chargers. Yeah, I still would try to not use him if possible. I mean, I don't know if I'm gonna honestly ever end up using him. I don't think. Um, we'll see how it goes. Like you said, there's seven seven more weeks left, um, and he's gonna be one of those guys that's like borderline. Yeah. In that seven, so. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm going to probably not use them this week, um, okay. and then we'll see how it goes from there. Uh, uh, well, if you're not going to – what if somebody had to? Will you be opposed? With, I mean, that's against no, Arizona. I, yeah, I don't, I don't mind it because, again, it's Arizona. I, I'd prefer it if Kyler plays just because hopefully he can help push the pace a little bit more, make San Fran have to drop back the pass a little bit more than, than uh, they would without Kyler. So if Kyler's out, I'd, I'd definitely – actively try to avoid using Jimmy G, but if Kyler's in there, I, I think it's more viable. 28, 25, 37, 41, and 30 passing attempts for Jimmy Garoppolo over his last, what is it, six games? Six games in there. Uh, <laughs> kind of crazy to see how many times he's had to throw the football. And they only won, well, they won two or three of those games. They won half. They won half of those games. All right, Rob, I think that that wraps it up. Um, let's see, running backs. Uh, James Conner. We got to mention James Conner on the other side of things. I know it's going up against a really tough San Francisco defense but if you're down there you got to use james connor while he's healthy would you be opposed to using james connor this week he saw tons of usage last week i'm not opposed to using james connor they got rid of you know benjamin um i i'd prefer i think james connor over guys like miles sanders jamal williams dante foreman um he's in that same range as like for me like guys like antonio gibson devin singletary um so it's kind of in that range of guys. All right. All right. So if you're down there at that area, don't be opposed to using James Conner. You can definitely use him over Kyle Juszczyk. That's, I, that's yeah. my word of advice to everybody playing the Babe Bowl this week, Rob. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. You know what's funny is uh, Kyle Juszczyk is actually um, native, I think, to around here, around where I live. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother's like wife or ex-wife is uh, her it's her cousin. So, um, so yeah, he, we have a kind of a connection to Kyle Juszczyk and my brother, like they, they, they've given Kyle Juszczyk has given, uh, given them tickets to the game when, uh, when they came and played Cleveland before. 
Well, I was sitting here thinking as you said that, and you're going down this little road, and I'm going, okay, well, that's pretty close. How come we've never had Kyle Juszczyk on the Baby Bowl show? And then when you said ex-wife, I, I went, oh, that explains it all. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, <laughs> yep, makes sense now. Hey, good job, Rob Norton. I appreciate you each and every week making time not only for me, but also for all the listeners that are listening to the Baby Bowl podcast out there that are trying to set their lineups and trying to set their DraftKings lineups. Where can everybody find you over on Twitter? And what exactly are you going to be putting out the rest of this week, Rob? Yeah, you can find me at Norton0723 over on Twitter. Um, after we get off here, I'm actually going to finish up an article, the, the my DraftKings article for, for Last Word on Sports, and hopefully have that submitted sometime tonight so they can publish it tomorrow. Um, so that should be up. Hopefully, hopefully if the editors get to it in time sometime, you know, around 11 o'clock noon in that range, uh, tomorrow. Um, and that'll be, that'll be it for the content this week. And then I'll be back at it Monday, uh, with, with more recap, uh, kind of content from betting predators. Oh, we'll have to figure out what we're going to do next week. It is Thanksgiving week, so I will be really stuffed on turkey next week, Rob. So I don't know if we're going to be able to do it Thursday. We've got to figure out how we're going to do all that. But we can do that maybe later on in the week. Rob Norton, great job. Thank you so much for listening to us here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. You can find it over on Twitter, at FI Today with a little underscore. Make sure you like. Make sure you share. Make sure you subscribe on whatever listening platform you like to listen to the podcast on. We always encourage you to do so, and you can leave a comment as well. Rob loves to hear from you i can't find you so rob loves to hear from you you can find me over on twitter at loafing it as well and please please everybody find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today